Exodus 23:14 through Exodus 25. Three times a year you shall celebrate a feast to me. You shall keep the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days you are to eat unleavened bread, as I commanded you, at the appointed time in the month of Abib, for in that month you came out of Egypt, and no one is to appear before me empty-handed. Also, you shall keep the feast of the harvest of the firstfruits of your labors from what you sow in the field. Also, the feast of ingathering at the end of the year, when you gather in the fruit of your labors from the field. Three times a year all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread, nor is the fat of my feast to remain overnight until morning. You shall bring the choice first fruits of your soil into the house of the Lord your God. Behold, I am going to send an angel before you to guard you along the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared. Be attentive to him and obey his voice. Do not be rebellious toward him, for he will not pardon your rebellion, since my name is in him. But if you truly obey his voice and do all that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. For my angel will go before you and bring you into the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites, and I will completely destroy them. You shall not worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do according to their deeds, but you shall utterly overthrow them and break their memorial stones in pieces. And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and your water, and I will remove sickness from your midst. There will be no one miscarrying or unable to have children in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror ahead of you and throw into confusion all the people among who you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you, and I will send hornets ahead of you, so that they will drive out the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites from you. I will not drive them out from you in a single year, so that the land will not become desolate, and the animals of the field become too numerous for you. I will drive them out from you little by little, until you become fruitful and take possession of the land. I will set your boundary from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, and from the wilderness to the Euphrates River, for I will hand over the inhabitants of the land to you, and you will drive them out from you. You shall make no covenant with them or with their gods. They shall not live in your land, otherwise they will make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it is certain to be a snare to you. Then he said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and you shall worship at a distance. Moses alone, however, shall approach the Lord, but they shall not approach, nor shall the people come up with him. Then Moses came and reported to the people all the words of the Lord and all the ordinances, and all the people answered with one voice, and said, all the words which the Lord had spoken, we will do. And Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. Then he got up early in the morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain with twelve memorial stones for the twelve tribes of Israel. And he sent young men of the sons of Israel 
and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in basins, and the other half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it, as the people listened, and they said, All that the Lord has spoken we will do, and we will be obedient. So Moses took the blood and sprinkled it on the people, and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses went up with Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel, and they saw the God of Israel. And under his feet there appeared to be a pavement of sapphire, as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not reach out with his hand against the nobles of the sons of Israel. And they saw God, and they ate and drank. Now the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain, and stay there, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. So Moses got up along with Joshua his servant, and Moses went up to the mountain of God. But to the elders he said, Wait here for us until we return to you, and behold, Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a legal matter, have him approach them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day he called Moses from the midst of the cloud. And to the eyes of the sons of Israel, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. Then Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain for forty days and forty nights. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to take a contribution for me. From everyone whose heart moves him you shall take my contribution. This is the contribution which you are to take from them, gold, silver, and bronze, violet, purple, and scarlet material, fine linen, goat hair, ram skins dyed red, fine leather, acacia wood, oil for lighting, balsam oil for the anointing oil, and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones and setting stones for the ephod, and for the breastpiece. Have them construct a sanctuary for me, so that I may dwell among them, according to all that I am going to show you as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, so you shall construct it. Now they shall construct an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold. Inside and out you shall overlay it, and you shall make a gold molding around it. You shall also cast four gold rings for it, and fasten them on its four feet. Two rings shall be on one side of it, and two rings on the other side of it. And you shall make poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold. You shall put the poles into the rings on the sides of the ark, to carry the ark with them. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it. You shall put into the ark the testimony which I shall give you, and you shall make an anointing cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and one and a half cubits wide. You shall make two cherubim of gold, and make them hammered work at the two ends of the atoning cover. 
Make one cherub at one end, and one cherub at the other end. You shall make the cherubim of one piece, with the atoning cover at its two ends. And the cherubim shall have their wings, spread upward, covering the atoning cover, with their wings and facing one another. The faces of the cherubim are to be turned toward the atoning cover. Then you shall put the atoning cover on top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony which I will give to you. There I will meet with you. And from above the atoning cover, from between the two cherubim, which are upon the ark of the testimony, I will speak to you about every commandment that I will give you for the sons of Israel. You shall also make a table of acacia wood, two cubits long and one cubit wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold, and make a gold border around it, and you shall make for it a rim a hand width around it, and you shall make a gold border for the rim around it. You shall also make four gold rings for it, and put the rings on the four corners which are on its four legs. The rings shall be close to the rim, as holders for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood, and overlay them with gold, so that with them the table may be carried. You shall also make its dishes, its pans, its jars, and its libation bowls, with which to pour drink offerings. You shall make them of pure gold, and you shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me continually. Then you shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand, its base, and its shaft are to be made of hammered work. Its cups, its bulbs, and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. Six branches shall go out from its sides, three branches of the lampstand from its one side, and three branches of the lampstand from its other side. Three cups shall be shaped like almond blossoms on the one branch, a bulb and a flower, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms on the other branch, a bulb and a flower, the same for six branches going out from the lampstand, and on the lampstand four cups shaped like almond blossoms, its bulbs and its flowers. A bulb shall be under the first pair of branches coming out of it, and a bulb under the second pair of branches coming out of it, and a bulb under the third pair of branches coming out of it, for the six branches coming out of the lampstand. Their bulbs and their branches shall be of one piece with it. All of it shall be one piece of hammered work of pure gold. Then you shall make its lamps seven in number, and they shall mount its lamps so as to shed light on the space in front of it. Its tongs and its trays shall be of pure gold. It shall be made from a talent of pure gold, with all these utensils. See that you make them by the pattern for them, which was shown to you on the mountain. Mark 9 And Jesus was saying to them, Truly I say to you, there are some of those who are standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God when it has come with power. And six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and brought them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his garments became radiant and exceedingly white, as no launderer on earth can whiten them. And Elijah appeared to them along with Moses, and they were talking with Jesus, 
And Peter responded and said to Jesus, Rabbi, is it good that we are here? Let's make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. For he did not know how to reply, for they became terrified. Then a cloud formed, overshadowing them, and a voice came out of the cloud, This is my beloved son. Listen to him. And suddenly they looked around and saw no one with them any more except Jesus alone. As they were coming down from the mountain, he gave them orders not to relate to anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man rose from the dead. They seized upon that statement, discussing with one another what rising from the dead meant. And they asked him, saying, Why is it that the scribes say that Elijah must come first? And he said to them, Elijah does come first, and he restores all things. And yet how is it written of the Son of Man that he will suffer many things and be treated with contempt? But I say to you that Elijah has indeed come, and they did to him whatever they wanted, just as it is written of him. And when they came back to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them, and some scribes arguing with them. Immediately, when the entire crowd saw him, they were amazed and began running up to greet him. And he asked them, What are you disputing with them? And one person from the crowd answered him, Teacher, I brought you my son, because he has a spirit that makes him unable to speak. And whenever it seizes him, it slams him to the ground, and he foams at the mouth and grinds his teeth and becomes stiff. And I told your disciples so that they would cast it out, but they could not do it. And he answered them and said, O unbelieving generation, how long shall I be with you? How long should I put up with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. When he saw him, the spirit immediately threw him into convulsions, and falling to the ground, he began rolling around and foaming at the mouth. And he asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. It has often thrown him into both fire and into water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. But Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to the one who believes. Immediately the boy's father cried out and said, I do believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the crowd was rapidly gathering, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and do not enter him again. And after crying out and throwing him into terrible convulsions, it came out, and the boy became so much like a corpse that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and raised him, and he got up. When he came into the house, his disciples began asking him privately, Why is it that we could not cast it out? And he said to them, This kind cannot come out by anything except prayer. And from there they went out and began going through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know about it. For he was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And when he has been killed, he will rise three days later. But they did not understand this statement, and they were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he began to question them. What were you discussing on the way? But they kept silent, for on the way they had discussed with one another which of them was the greatest. And sitting down, he called the twelve and said to them, 
If anyone wants to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and placed him among them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one child like this in my name receives me. And whoever receives me does not receive me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to prevent him, because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not hinder him, for there is no one who will perform a miracle in my name, and be able soon afterward to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For whoever gives you a cup of water to drink, because of your name as followers of Christ, truly I say to you, he shall by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it is better for him if a heavy millstone is hung around his neck, and he is thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life maimed than having two hands go into hell, into the unquenchable fire. And if your foot is causing you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life without a foot than having two feet be thrown into hell. And if your eye is causing you to sin, throw it away. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not extinguished. For everyone will be salted with fire. Salt is good, but if the salt becomes unsalty, with what will you make it salty again? Have salt in yourselves, and be at peace with one another. Romans 2 Therefore you have no excuse, you foolish person, every one of you who passes judgment, for in that matter in which you judge someone else you condemn yourself, for you who judge practice the same things. And we know that the judgment of God rightly falls upon those who practice such things. But do you suppose this, you foolish person who passes judgment on those who practice such things and yet does them as well, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness and restraint and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads you to repentance? But if because of your stubbornness and unrepentant heart you are storing up wrath for yourself on the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will repay each person according to his deeds, to those who, by perseverance in doing good, seek glory, honor, and immortality, he will give eternal life. But to those who are self-serving and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, he will give wrath and indignation. There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of mankind who does evil, for the Jew first, and also for the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does what is good, to the Jew first, and also to the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law, and all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. For when the Gentiles who do not have the law instinctively perform the requirements of the law, these, though not having the law, 
are a law to themselves, in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience testifying, and their thoughts alternately accusing or else defending them. On the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of mankind through Christ Jesus. But if you call yourself a Jew, and rely upon the law, and boast in God, and know his will, and distinguish the things that matter, being instructed from the law, and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the people who are blind, a light to those in darkness, a corrector to the foolish, a teacher of the immature, possessing in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth, you, therefore, who teach someone else, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one is not to steal, do you steal? You who says one is not to commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who loathe idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, through your breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. For indeed circumcision is of value if you practice the law. But if you are a violator of the law, your circumcision has turned into uncircumcision. So if the uncircumcised man keeps the requirements of the law, will his uncircumcision not be regarded as circumcision? And he who is physically uncircumcised, if he keeps the law, will he not judge you, who, though having the letter of the law and circumcision, are a violator of the law? For he is not a Jew who is one outwardly, nor is circumcision that which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew who is one inwardly, and circumcision is of the heart, by the spirit, not by the letter. And his praise is not from people, but from God. Proverbs 14, 1-9 through 9. The wise woman builds her house, but the foolish tears it down with her own hands. One who walks in his uprightness fears the Lord, but one who is devious in his ways despises him. In the mouth of the foolish is a rod for his back, but the lips of the wise will protect them. When there are no oxen, the manger is clean, but much revenue comes by the strength of the ox. A trustworthy witness will not lie, but a false witness declares lies. A scoffer seeks wisdom and finds none, but knowledge is easy for one who has understanding. Leave the presence of a fool, or you will not discern words of knowledge. The wisdom of the sensible is to understand his way, but the foolishness of fools is deceit. Fools mock at sin, but among the upright... There is good will. I will exalt you, Lord, for you have lifted me up, and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. Lord, my God, I cried out to you for help, and you healed me. Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You have kept me alive, that I would not go down to the pit. Sing praise to the Lord, you, his godly ones and praise the mention of his holiness. For his anger is but a moment, his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may last for the night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. Now as for me, 
I said in my prosperity, I will never be moved. Lord, by your favor, you have made my mountain to stand strong. You hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, Lord, I called. And to the Lord I pleaded for compassion. What gain is there in my blood if I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness? Hear, Lord, and be gracious to me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing for me. You have untied my sackcloth and encircled me with joy, that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever.